Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another special edition of the Cards Cast. We've had plenty of these as, as the University of Louisville has been gearing up to kick off the season. September 12th, it is game week. Cardinals going to be hosting Western Kentucky on Saturday at Cardinals Stadium. And we're going to keep excitement going, as we've been talking about all week during our State of the Position series. Myself, Michael McCammon, Cardinal Authority Senior Writer, joined by publisher Jody Demling. We're going to go through our top 25. It's a combined list. I had 25. Jody had 25. Actually, went a little deeper than 25. But we combined it for the top 25 players that we see on the roster. Who's the, who's the most key you know, to success for Louisville this year? So, Jody, how difficult of a list was this to put together? It was, you know, it's not something you can, just, you know, jot together. No, I mean, and it, and, it, and quite honestly, it changed. It, to be totally yeah. transparent, we were going to do it. We were going to do forty earlier in the in the summer, but not knowing when the season was going to start and all that kind of stuff, we just kind of lost track and everything else going on. So we just decided to do twenty five and do it with you know in a podcast. And uh, and yeah, so it's it's difficult. Let me start by first saying. Of the 25 that we have combined, there were there were two there well there were two spots on your list, one guy in one position on your list, and one person on my list that didn't make our top 25. What I did was um, we took the, Michael's list, I took my list, and uh, we gave him a point differential on, on how many you know one you know one through 25. And so for you, you had uh, uh, you had the kicker uh, at 23, and you had Puma pass at 24. And I had Nick Okiki at 24, and those three did not make our list. Uh, so we'll start from the bottom, Michael, 25. And uh, 25 is Cam is Cam DeGeorge. And uh, I had him at 23 just because he is he, he is going to be the backup for three spots on the line. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, quality key backup. And obviously, when you could bring somebody in, you know, program i don't care where where he's transferred in a uh, grad trans, graduate transfer from yukon what 33 starts i think to his name when you can add somebody like that to your offensive line depth and he's your sixth guy it's a good thing for your offensive line and i like him at number 25 yeah he comes in at 25 on hours uh, uh i had him at 23 you had him at 25 number 24 on our list uh, quite honestly, I didn't have him on my list, but you had him at number 20, and that's uh, uh, Renato Brown. He's going to be the starting right tackle, and uh, and he he's got a chance to be uh, to be really really good uh, this season. The reason I like Renato Brown is obviously he's stepping into a much bigger spotlight, so he's going to need to take that big step. And, and for that reason, basically alone, not to mention, I mean, he's a pretty big boy, and I think he's going to do. You know, I think he's going to fill in great along the offensive front. Yeah, and this one just it just happened to be that we both had this this player the same spot. We both had him uh, at 22, but he turns out to be 23 on our board because of other guys that you had higher or I had higher, and that's Anthony Johnson uh, at 23 on our board. And at 22 on our board is Yaya Diaby, who I had at 25 and you had at 17, Michael. Um, Anthony Johnson going to get to – uh, a lot of playing time, no matter who starts uh, in the secondary. And Yaya Diaby sounds like he is going to get uh, uh, going to get a start. 
Yeah, that, that cornerback spot's clearly, obviously, an important one that we're gonna they're gonna want to get give up a lot big, a lot fewer big plays is what I'm trying to say this year. Anthony Johnson, clearly a veteran guy, and Yaya Diaby, new guy to the roster. You know, and we've heard great things, and more and more so as camp has has progressed. So looking forward to see how he falls in once that week, you know, that week game week depth chart comes out. So a lot of excitement behind Yaya. And and 21 our li- on our list is one of the two biggest discrepancies we have uh, on on the, on the two of our lists. Uh, and uh, I had him in it. I had him coming in at number 14, and you didn't have him on your list. And that's tight end Ian Pfeiffer. Uh, Marshawn Ford's going to be the guy again at tight end to get a lot of the looks. But Ian Pfeiffer is going to do exactly what he did last year, and that's catch a few balls. And hopefully every catch he makes his whole career is a touchdown. Uh, and he's get gets more than two this year because that's what he did last year. But uh, he comes in at 21 on our list. I, I just think Ian Pfeiffer, um, I think Ian Pfeiffer is going to be one of the most important guys on the offensive side of the ball this year because of the way uh, that that he can block. And number 20 is a newcomer, a guy that we've heard a lot about. You had him 16, I had him 20, I had him 21, and that is uh, Trey Clark, Michael. Yeah, a guy, obviously, the Liberty transfer, a guy that's come in and has really drawn a lot of pl- a lot of praise. I know we've had discussion at the Cardinal Authority message boards when you dropped the, the potential news that he could be that uh, game day starter on week one. And that's the type of you know impact that he's potentially going to have for the Cardinals this year. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do expect him to be a starter. Uh, on week one for the Louisville Cardinals, and uh, quite honestly, I think he'll end up being uh, the best, uh, the best corner uh, on on the team when it's all said and done. Well, he was 19 on yours, he's 19 on mine, and he ended up being 19 overall for uh, for all of ours. That is uh, Robbie Bell, uh, the right guard for Louisville. And look, I, I I said this when we did the offensive line, and I, I I think this goes to show you how much they've built this lineup where Robbie could be. I, and, I, and again, I, I, I hate to use the word weak link, but uh, but the other guys on the line, um, I, I think the expectations are so high um, that Robbie is the one guy that kind of gets forgot. But he has made a lot of starts during his career. Remember back in his freshman year, he was the starting center. Robbie Bell, uh, again, very, very important to this offensive line. Yeah. And another one of those key veterans, you know, his second year behind, you know, learning from Dwayne Ledford. You know, so a guy that uh, Ledford and, and Satterfield in this offensive line will lean on. And like you said, I think he's kind of a, you know, the unknown uh, glue for the offensive line, you know, and I think it's a great spot for him. And I'll take the next one since this is our biggest discrepancy. I yep. had him at number, I had him at number 12 and you didn't have him on, on your list. And that's Monty Montgomery. I think he's the backup to Dorian Etheridge. I think he uh, is uh, the backup to CJ Avery. I think he plays a ton on third down. I think Monty Montgomery ends up being one of the top five tacklers on, on this defense this year. I, I think he's a really, really talented ball player. He played a lot last year, and you're going to see him get more snaps this year. Yeah, not trying to slight Monty at all. You know, I think that speaks volumes to the depth at linebacker. I do think, like you said, I think he's going to play a lot of key roles uh, for the Cardinal defense this year. Uh, you know, so not trying to slide him. He'd be, he'd be, you know, real close to that number 25 if we continued further out as we were originally planning but uh, you know i like where you have him and you know hopefully he proves me that he was much more valuable than i thought he was going to be all right 17 on our on our our list combined and i'm trying to figure out i had him at 11 you had him uh at 21 and that's yaya diaby i just think i've heard so much yasir abdullah yasir uh i'm sorry yasir abdullah i'm sorry yeah 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 we already did yeah yeah yasir abdullah um you we we i've heard so much about him 
Mm-hmm. I've heard so much about his improvement that uh, that I just think he's going to play uh, a key key role for uh, for Louisville. I actually have him higher than Tabarius Peterson, and, and the only reason I have him higher than Tabarius Peterson on my list uh, is is the sheer fact that uh, that he um, I think is probably going to. He's probably going to play more, uh, more downs uh, as they rotate guys in and out of there. Uh, I just think you're going to see him more on the field. But uh, but again, I think, uh, that, uh, you know, 17 is a good spot for uh, for Yasir. Yeah, yeah. Had a very solid year last year. And when we had a chance to talk to him a couple of weeks ago, it sounds like, you know, not only is he bulked up, but he's really worked on his techniques, you know, and his fundamentals. I think he's going to make even make more of an impact and have more, you know, he's going to have that, that, that added strength is going to allow him to play those extra snaps that you mentioned there. All right. Number 16 on our, on, on our list. Um, you have him at uh, 18 and I'm kind of kicking myself because Actually, quite honestly, I think I have him. I think I have him too low because I do think Hassan Hall, and it is Hassan Hall. I do think Hassan Hall um, is going to make a humongous impact on this team this year, not just on special teams, uh, but I think the way we've seen Scott Satterfield in the preseason and the way we will see him in the season is to try to keep his uh, uh, to, to, to try to keep his running backs healthy, to try to keep his running backs from getting too many hits. And I think we're going to see both of them play a lot of downs. And, uh, and I think Hassan Hall, I, I quite honestly, if I was doing like a, uh, uh, a, 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 I don't know if you want to call it crazy, but just a, uh, uh, a whoa kind of wow. Uh, you know, what, what do you think kind of prediction kind of thing that uh, I might say he could be, he could get a thousand yards this year. That's, that's how much wow. I think uh, that's how talented I think he could be uh, in this offense. And I do think he's going to get the snaps. I do think he's going to get the opportunity uh, and, uh, and, 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 and is going to be a stud in this offense. Yeah. You know, I agree. You know, and I kind of felt like I did have him a little too low. It's, you know, which as you start climbing up, it gets harder and harder where to, to, to place them. And obviously you know, we'll get to uh, his, his duo partner in the backfield, Javion Hawkins, in a little bit. But certainly we saw what he could do uh, in the return game. And and running back, you know, he was kind of limited last year. Got dinged up a little bit, so he didn't get as many snaps and as many carries as he most likely will uh, this year. You know, that's that's I mean, you know, he that's was kind hurt. of uh, – He yeah. was hurt most of the year. People don't realize yeah. that, that most of the season he was, um, he was playing injured. Uh, there wasn't anything wrong with his legs, as you can see, uh, uh, you know, from when he was uh, returning things. But he, he had an injury for most of the year. Yeah, you know that's that's a, that's a wild prediction to say he could potentially get to a thousand yards. I think if Hassan Hall gets a thousand yards, obviously it's a it's a really good season. I think he's more than capable of. I mean, they got two fantastic running backs to you know back in the backfield, obviously. Yeah, the stable is loaded. All right, let's take a we'll take a we'll take a commercial break here before we get to our final fifteen. No, I'm just joking. But uh, uh, seriously, we'll have our regular uh, scheduled podcast on Monday. We've got different game day things uh, scheduled throughout the week and. Uh, um, it's exciting to say we're, we're here at a, at a game week, Michael. I'm fired up. You know, it's, it's been so long, you know, and, and it, I never thought in my life that, uh, you know, my job as a sports journalist, that I'd be writing the word pandemic as much as the, as I have, you know, it seems like it's just gone on for months and months and months, but here we are, you know, it, counting down the days we're within a week. You know, it's a Louisville kicking off the 2020 season, so pretty excited about it. All right, number 15, Isaiah Hayes on our list. Isaiah, I have him at 17. You have him at 14. He comes in at 15, and 
I don't think people realize how good he played the last two games of the year last year when Rush East was out, and I do think he uh, is going to be a major addition to this secondary, a major uh, con- contributor to the secondary this year. Yeah, he obviously stepped up big when, when Russ went down with his injury and really needs to, to do that this year. If that Louisville defense is going to take that next step that so many of us expect that they will, I think uh, you know Isaiah Hayes at that safety spot is going to be one of the big reasons why. Yep, no doubt, no doubt about it. Number 14, Caleb Chandler. You had like him, him. Uh, you had him at nine. I had him at 20. He comes in at 14. And, uh, you know, when you really look at, at Caleb Chandler, he is a guy that has just been solid for two years. I mean, he really has been a solid contributor for Louisville. You don't hear a lot of, of, of you don't hear a lot of, of, of talk about him. And when you're an offensive lineman, that's good when you don't hear a lot of yeah. talk about about you. Um, he'll be the left guard again for Louisville, and uh, and and I'd expect him to I'd expect him to start every game, and I expect him that uh, that he's going to be a major contributor for for the Cards. He's going to be a major piece to the running game uh, as yeah. they'll be able to do some things with him and Cole Bentley uh, and Adonis Boone on that left side. Yeah, I think solid, you know, consistent. And reliable, basically. Describe what you're getting from Caleb Chandler. And, and like you said, if you don't hear about him and they're an offensive lineman, it means they're doing a great job. All right. You had him at 12. I had him at 16. Rush East comes in at number 13. And, you know, I mean, I, he came in as, a, as an Under Armour All-American. Uh, he played pretty well, remember, way back when in his, his freshman year for a few games. Then he was kind of up and down. Then he went and then he, you know, he didn't play at all in that 18, 2018 season, or for, for a good part of that season, uh, except for a couple special teams plays. Then he was in the transfer portal. Then last year he got hurt. But lost in the whole uh, thing about his his career is that he's actually played some very good, meaningful downs. And he's actually um, – I, I know people get caught up in, in that couple times early in his career when he got beat in that, in that 2018 year and that kind of thing also – uh, but last year he was much improved, and uh, and I think he's uh, I think he's the leader of the secondary. I do too. Obviously, he transitioned from cornerback uh, to safety last year, uh, and, and continually made strides at that position. It was you know before he got injured was clearly a key person in the in the Cardinals, not just in the secondary, but for the defensive as a whole. Going into his senior year, and as hard as he has worked overcoming this injury, staying in Louisville during the, the shutdown and, and being able to work with the training staff. And, and it's, you know, this wasn't just, you know, your typical injury. I mean, it, this took a lot for him, but I love the dedication that he has. And I think that helps fuel him uh, to come out and really put on for a big senior year. No doubt about it. All right. You have him all the way up at number seven. I had him checking in at number number 18. Tiberius Peterson is the 12th most important player at the University of Louisville. And, and, and that's where it comes in for me um, most important because, and no, no disrespect to Tiberius, um, but there are other guys that I think that you have to see. I, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's played consistent enough and he's played steady enough that uh, uh, he's almost kind of played, to, in, my, in my opinion, um, he's almost played himself out of not, I wouldn't say out of being important. He's just a, he's just a guy, you know, what you're going to get. Um, and, and you're not going to probably get more than what you've gotten and you're not going to get less than what you've gotten. And I just think some other guys, uh, will step up maybe bigger than he will this year. That's why I had him a little bit lower on my list. I'm kind of expecting him to take another step up. You know, he, he is 
I, I would say he's certainly one of the question mark players uh, for this Cardinal defense, especially when you're talking about that defensive front. That's a group that really needs to take a step forward. Um, and, I, and I've got him pegged as one of those key elements that must make that next jump for that defensive front to do so. So I'm expecting a little bit, you know, another big jump for him uh, this fall. All right, number 11 is Cole Bentley. You had Bentley at 15. I have Bentley as the most important offensive lineman. I think that's what he is. I put him at number 10. He checks in at number 11. He's going to be the guy in the middle that's making all the calls. He's going to be the guy in the middle that's going to be getting them in the right protection. He's going to be the guy in the middle that's going to get that ball back and, and snap it. You know, he had some troubles early in his career. Uh, last year, he didn't start the year as the as the starter, but he finished the year strong. And uh, and I think he takes a huge um, step forward. And, and quite honestly, um, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't say, you know, he's not up there for the I wouldn't say he's one of the leaders for the award. Uh, but as as Dwayne Ledford has said, don't don't count him out to, to win best center in the country this year, especially with a lot of teams not playing because he. Yeah. Very well could be one of the I, I don't think there's any doubt he'll be one of the best centers in college football that are that's playing this year. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think I think he's, you know, I thought he was this in high school and I still think it. I think he is very underappreciated uh, by a lot of a lot of people out there. Uh, I don't think people realize just how good Cole Bentley is. Me putting him at 15, you know, you could probably toss me into that group as well. And I'm certainly not one that's going to argue with uh, Dwayne Ledford with his track record. You know, but, you know, certainly a, a, a huge key for this offensive front. Obviously, the guy in the middle and, the, you know, the guy that's going to have his hands on the ball. So he's got to be very solid. And I probably do have him a little too low uh, in my rankings. But, you know, maybe we should have bumped him up in the top 10. But, hey, maybe we could do this postseason and see how it falls out. Well, Adonis Boone is in the top 10 at yep. number 10. Um, Adonis Boone, you had him at 11. Uh, I had him a little lower at 13, but he ends up at number 10. And he's got some big, big shoes to fill going in there and uh, filling it for Makai Becton uh, at the left tackle spot. But uh, you know what, Michael? I, I go back to the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't, Lowell didn't miss a beat. And, uh, and I know it was just one game. And now, now people get tape. Um, you know, people get tape on uh, on 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 him and they'll know his tendencies and they'll know how to, you know, to game plan and that kind of thing. So it'll be different as you go further into the season. But uh, I'm telling you what, I think he's uh, I, I think he's a superstar. I think he's Louisville's I think he's probably Louisville's next uh, draft pick off of the offensive line. Yeah. You know, I'm, when when Mackay went down, everybody, you know, held their breath Uh oh, but. As soon as Adonis stepped in, you know, not, it's not that we forgot about Mackay because you, you can't forget about a man that big. But Adonis Boone, as you mentioned, stepped in, did a phenomenal job. I expect him to continue to do so this year, improve, like you said, uh, becomes one of the next great Louisville offensive linemen. All right, Marshawn Ford checks in at number nine. I had him at seven. You had him at 13. I put him a little higher. You know, I actually put him higher than uh, than Jared Goldwar, higher than Rajay Burns, higher than Cole Bentley, higher than guys – uh, than Boone and Pfeiffer, just because of the way he can make plays and the way he can open holes. And I think people forget just how good Marshawn Ford was last year in the, in the running game. And that H-back is so important for the Louisville offense. 
Uh, not just Mark, not only Marshawn Ford, but Ian Pfeiffer blocking Isaac mm-hmm. Martin being the, the backup to Ford at that H back position. Those guys have to do a lot of things, uh, a lot of dirty work in in this offense. And Marshawn Ford is uh, is a big time playmaker as well. I think he's going to end up being a, a you know second or third team All ACC when it's said and done this year. Certainly proved his capabilities last year. Obviously, as we've said many times, many others have as well. You know, led all ACC tight ends in or tight ends in touchdown receptions. You know, is you know, he's gotten bigger and he's and he's gotten faster and and he's really focused in on improving his blocking game. You know, that he said actually, you know, a week or so ago, that's kind of his favorite part of his position, and that just kind of shows you just how much of a you know kind of a grunt worker he is. You know, so very key to the Louisville offense. You know, and I suspect he's going to get a number of balls as well this year. All right, eights across the board for Rajay Burns. You had him at eight. Yep. I had him at eight. He comes in That's at great. eight. Um, look, I, I, I've said I think he can be the leading tackler on the team. I think he's going to be – he is bigger. He is stronger. Uh, he's got the same speed. He's got that tenacity. He'll, um, he's, not a, he's not a vocal leader or anything. Uh, but I quite honestly, and, and, and in saying this and knowing that uh, when we get to our list, I've got a defensive player really high on my list. Um, I think when it's all said and done this year after the season is over, um, that Rajay Burns could be the MVP of the defense. Yeah, that's 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 I think quite within the realm of possibility. I mean, I love how he's he's a guy that's just kind of a ball hawk. He knows where it is, makes plays, and like you, I expect him to be, if not the leaning, but then one of the leading tacklers uh, for the defense this year. Um, obviously, a guy that can pretty much do it all from his spot on the field. Yeah, no doubt about it. So he is eight. He checks in at number eight. All right, for your uh, the next one, Jared Goldwire checks in at number seven. You have him at number four. You've got him as the highest defensive guy on your list. I have him at number nine, and on my list, he is one, two, three. He's the fourth highest defensive player. We've heard a lot of good things for him. We have, you know, and the reason I put him up there so high is I think he's just that important. You know, to Louisville was horrible against the run last year. You know, he's going to uh, has the potential, especially if he you know plays like the the praise that we've heard him getting from his coaches and teammates this year. You know, he's going to be a big force into helping slow that down and improve that category. You know, so I think for the Louisville defense, it kind of all starts right there in the middle. They've got a, obviously a great deep uh, linebacking core behind him. But, to, you, know, uh, you know, he's a big body. It's time for him to step up and shine. And if he's going to, uh, he's going to have to become really one of the MVPs of the defense. Yeah, no, 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 there's no doubt about it. Um, I, I, again, I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a chance to do it. I think he just has to kind of prove it more, uh, more than anything. I, I want to see it actually on the field before, uh, before, before we kind of count on him to do as much as we've been told. Hopefully it's, it's, it is the truth. All right. The next one, uh, number six is CJ Avery. You have him at 10 and I have him at two. And I think he's the guy for Louisville football. For the defensive side of the ball, I don't think he comes off of the field. And quite honestly, if Dorian something happens to Dorian Etheridge, I think yeah. he probably moves into Dorian's spot. And I think that Monty Montgomery would then move into CJ's spot. CJ Avery is as smart and talented as any defensive player on this team and among the top in the ACC, in my opinion. Um, he was the leading tackler last year could be the leading tackler again this year and uh, and I, I just think he he's going to get him in he's going to get him in all the right formations he's going to make the calls with Dorian and uh, he's he is super super smart and 
I, I'm just ex- I'm expecting a huge year from C.J. Avery. Yeah, I feel guilty now just having him in the you know in the top ten. You know, a very obviously very important guy to the to the Louisville defense as you mentioned the, the team's leading tackle last year. He and Dorian, you know, they've been side by side you know for four years now. I mean, they're basically the glue of this Louisville defense. So he's got to have a, a big year. And, and you're right, uh, could be one of the top linebackers in the ACC. Hopefully, you can put him up there next year if he gets he'll get that extra year back. And I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I projected. <laughs> I projected he's one that could use it, but we'll we'll just have to wait and uh, and 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 see on that one. All right, we both had him at number six. He comes in at number five though because of the way uh, we had other uh, other guys. That is Des Fitzpatrick, and I think we're going to see Des Sixpatrick uh, come back this year. <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot of touchdowns from Des. Yeah, obviously a big receiver. We're all familiar with what Des can do. Flirted about, you know, considered going pro after last year. I think he made the, the very wise choice to come back, not only for the opportunity to play with his uh, true freshman brother, Christian, but to really increase his stock, you know. And, and like you, I think he could have a, you know, a big year. There's going to be a lot of it, a lot of tension, even more so than we saw last year going, you know, focused on 2-2. And that's just going to open up more opportunities for Des. And it's pretty fitting, the guy that's been around for a while and the guy that uh, that has been the hard-nosed guy in the middle of the defense, mm-hmm. Dorian Etheridge, uh, comes in at number four. We both had him at number five on our list, the way things shake out with me having C.J. higher than, uh, than you did. Dorian comes in at number five and checks in there. And, uh, look, he's he's just been solid. I mean, you can look and you can say – uh, he didn't make this play or he didn't do that, but there's also he did this and he did that. There is so much good, positive football that he has played over the course of his career. Yeah, freshman All-American during his first year at Louisville. And whenever you, you receive that type of accolade, the expectations you know are kind of thrust onto your shoulders for the rest of your career. And, and to be honest, you know, kind of being that quarterback of the defense, He's been going through all these different defensive coordinators, which has, you know, hindered his potential there. But now being in the second year of the Brian Brown uh, system, as they all are on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they're going to take that next step forward. And as he was saying, you know, recently, the sky's the limit for this defense and their familiarity, the familiarity of the scheme is going to let them, you know, not have to, they don't have to think anymore. I think was what the way he put it. They could just react because they're more comfortable and more knowledgeable what they're going to be asked to do. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, uh, what that they can all do, but, uh, but definitely with Dorian. All right, number three, you had him uh, at number three. I had him at number four. Uh, no, no, no means to slight him at all because he honestly, I thought about him at number one. I thought about him at two, and I thought about him yeah. at three. Um, he was going to be one of my four best players on uh, one of my four most important players on this team. He ends up being number three on the overall list. And that's JVN Hawkins. First, uh, the most rushing yards by a Louisville running back last year. Uh, again, I, I just have to think this is just my gut feeling and uh, why I put him a couple of spots down further uh, than maybe what I would have put him. I think Hassan Hall uh, makes a bigger impact on offense this year because he's healthy. Uh, and, 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 and again, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that that means Hawkins isn't going to get, uh, you know, 1500 yards or 1200 yards or whatever. Um, but, uh, but I just have to think Hassan Hall makes a bigger impact this year on the offense and that Javian does his thing, but maybe the numbers aren't going to be as great as they were last year. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing, obviously, to consider with a completely healthy Hassan Hall. You know, there's, he is going to get more carries, so that could potentially bring down the the, the number of balls that uh, Javion Hawkins gets to carry. But I, 
I like his chances of getting over a thousand yards again this year, uh, this year, as he did last year in his record setting season. And, you know, and he's a guy that, uh, you know, got preseason all ACC uh, accolades. So, you know, and really, as you were saying, you know, these top three, you know, you can almost juggle them anywhere you want. All right. Well, we both had Malik Cunningham number one and he comes in at number one. You had Tutu Atwell two. I had him at three. Uh, he comes in at number two. They're the two best players on this team. Again, yeah. I had C.J. Avery a second just because I, I think he's going to be so important for the defense and uh, and really, really be that kind of guy for that defense. But um, it's it, there's no way you could not say uh, that Mikhail, to me, Mikhail Cunningham is the most important player on this team. He is the guy. They steers the steers the drink. He's the guy that gets them going on offense. I think they're going to score a ton of points on offense. I think they're going to be even better than they were last year on offense. And it's going to be because he has improved and he has gotten better. And when you got Tutu Atwell out there too, it just makes it that much easier. There, these two guys. Uh, no, no disrespect to anybody else on the team, but these two guys are very, very talented, and they all the accolades they get, they deserve. And they take them with uh, with uh, with, you know, the humility and uh, and, and the dignity and, and everything that comes with it. And they don't really kind of get out, you know, I mean, they don't have the big head. They're they're still working. They're still getting after it. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how you couldn't have two two at number two, really. I mean, I mean, you just I, 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 I just did it because <laughs> I wanted two, 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 three. There you go. There you go. But, yeah, I mean, as, as you well said, I mean, these two are really, you know, the highlight of the Louisville offense. And, and, you know, I flirted with, you know, who to put it. Well, you didn't have Clayton six at number six, Michael. So go ahead. Maybe we should start over, you know, but, but really, I mean, you've got to go with Mikhail at number one. Obviously he's the guy that's going to have the the ball in his hands and, you know, a record setting year last year with efficiency for university of Louisville. Um, you got to have him at number one and two, two, you know, all ACC preseason for a reason. He's one of the nation's most electrifying wide receivers in the country. Looking really forward to, to seeing what he does. Unfortunate when the bowl game, you know, ended because those two, uh, whenever they hooked up, it was so electrifying. And, you know, and again, you know, having that experience last year for Mikhail, I'm excited to see how he takes another step in his career. And like you said, they are, they're both very humble guys that, you know, if you didn't know they were college football players and met them on the street, you wouldn't know the the accolades that they pulled him in. They're just two great kids, no doubt about it. So, all right, well, it's uh, it's been pretty awesome to uh, uh, to break this down, Michael. I, I've been excited to do this uh, podcast just to kind of go over our thoughts yeah. and, and give you some nuggets. And I mean, I, look, I, I'm excited. I think you see with this top 25, uh, when a guy like Cam DeGeorge, who has 33 career starts, comes in and is not, and is on that list, but he's at 25. It goes to show you that there's, there's some depth on this team, and they're building the depth the way they need to do it. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, you look at guys, you know, I mean, you look at guys that aren't on this list, guys that, yeah. that, are, that are probably going to start for Louisville, guys that are probably going to play a lot for Louisville that didn't make it on this list. It goes to show you that this program uh, is headed in the right direction. Well, you know what direction we're headed into? It is game week. We're headed into a game week situation this week. We'll have a special. We'll have a regular, our regular edition of the podcast uh, on Monday, and then we will go from there as we get this week, uh, as we get this week going. Louisville and Western Kentucky on Saturday night. We will both be in the stadium, and we'll have plenty of stuff from there as well. So we're excited. We're gonna get. We're gonna get it going. 
For Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. This has been a special edition of the podcast looking at the 25 most important players on the Louisville football roster. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!